been a wild day in the news, man. Been yeah. a whole bunch of crazy shit today. Like all is you're supposed to have eyes in one spot, but eyes have been everywhere, bro. Like <clears throat> you can't focus on one thing today. It's just too many news stories. There's like world changing today, and it's been wild. It's been. I was telling my wife that this morning. I was just like, it's just crazy how many different events is going on at one time. So we got the Georgia Senate runoffs. Then we had the uh, Jacob Blake decision today. And then there was also, yeah. uh, what else? It was, uh, I can't help it. So Rittenhouse. House. Oh. Uh, he had pleaded not guilty today. So all of the stuff that he did, um, it was a couple other things. I'm like, dude, it's like, you want to pay attention to one, but you can't. Like, shit's everywhere. Like, we're supposed to leave this shit last year. <laughs> this was supposed to be done last year. Yeah. We can't be ringing in the new year with some bullshit. That's how we rang in last year. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to speak into existence. We're going to win Georgia tonight, so. Yeah. We need all the prayer warriors to get together. <laughs> right. All, all the problem is, nobody's going to hear this until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll find out. But... Other than that, it's been a great day. <laughs> it's been a great day. <laughs> it's been a great day. All right, let's get started. Welcome to episode 181 of Technical File Podcast, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z-B, number three, a.k.a. Ass Catcher, a.k.a. Mr. Give it to me. How are y'all doing? You know, I was, we'll get there, okay? How y'all doing? I am the Eric J. Only known <laughs> as the Eric J. And Philly. not joining us this week is uh, the point guard of the crew, the real life team, the Lockhart. I always forget to say that her name is Camille Monet. Um, she's Girl, out sick this week, so we're uh, I don't know what's the type of offense that doesn't have a point guard. Like it's like a well, whatever type of offense that is, that's what we're doing. <laughs> it's a wildcat. I know we, we switch sports. It's wildcat. Yeah, we we'll just go football. Wildcat offense. It's cool. Um, and it's your boy K. Harris, the gentleman. Let gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24-7. Um, but better known as K. Diddy. Take <laughs> So, why don't you follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter at Technical File. That's T-E-C-K. Don't forget to put the K on that motherfucker. You're damn right. You can follow us on the Facebook at Technical File Podcast. We also have a Facebook group, Technical File Pod. Overtime, where you can join in with the listeners, fans, and the fans. Our website is www.technicalfile.com. And you can also find us on YouTube at Technical File Podcast. Hello. Um, like I say every week, man, if you guys enjoy being a part of this amazing Tech File fam, um, share with everyone you know. Um, your mama, your daddy, your baby mama, your baby daddy, um, your uncle, your cousins, everybody. You talk to them. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sharing is caring. Like I said, we don't grow. I'm without y'all, man. If you guys enjoy being a part of this amazing fam, um, let's continue to grow. Like it, share it. Do it, man. Love it. It don't take no effort for you to share it. 
Um, I guess a tech file challenge that we can do since it's still the beginning of the year. Um, let us know what your New Year's resolutions are, um, what you plan to do differently this year, what you want, what your goals are. You know, you want to lose weight, you need a new job, new whip, you want to buy a house, um, whatever. Let us know what your resolutions are so we can all be on one accord, you know, hold each other accountable and, you know, pray those things through. For sure. For sure. My eight year old turn. My eight-year-old learned about uh, New Year's resolutions this year, but mm. she called them New Year's revolutions. <laughs> <laughs> and she out here like, yeah, black. <laughs> I got you know, stuff. <laughs> I like where your head is at right now. <laughs> I appreciate that energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. That includes Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, yes, sir. Stitcher, yeah. SoundCloud. Yep. Spotify. 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 iHeartRadio. iHeart. Amazon Music. Amazon. For sure. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Himalaya. Like a play. Playa. Wooshka. Wooshka. Hey, I think we got the money this motherfucker. Episode right now. While there, make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars are better. It helps us. Right. And we appreciate that shit. Yes, sir. Uh, breaking news, but we'll get to it when we start the show. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Which we gonna do right now anyway, so. Might as well fuck you. It. Breaking news. Alabama wide receiver Devonta Smith wins the 2020 Heisman Trophy. That is why he beat out he beat out Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> he beat out Sunshine for the trophy. That's wild. Congrats, young man. Congrats, Congrats sir. Man. He is considered the best wide receiver in this draft, too. Like, the dude's a monster. And then they got Alabama got the other wide receiver coming back, uh, Waddle, who they was like, well, he may be even more talented than this guy, but he's been hurt all year. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, Alabama, but congratulations, sir. Like, big accomplishment for him. I think the last one uh, wide receiver to win the Heisman was Desmond Howard, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. That, that makes sense. I mean, like, Charles Wilson played a little bit wide receiver, but he was primarily a cornerback. A kick returner. Yeah, he like played all over the damn place, but he was more Larry so fish. Gerald was he was a runner up. He didn't win. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, I'll confirm later on in the show, but I'm pretty sure I'm almost sure. I'm almost sure. But yeah, good stuff, sir. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, man. That's dope. And now they up for the championship. Yeah, then they they dog walked uh at Clemson. <laughs> no, no, no. Ohio State uh, they beat Clemson. They beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah, yeah. They beat the crap out of Notre Dame. <laughs> they beat the brakes off Notre Dame. <laughs> I mean, but Ohio State did the same. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, really good. Uh, that Dabo Sweeney was talking all that shit about how you know Ohio State deserved to be there. They were like the 12th mm-hmm. best team. Mm-hmm. They playing no games. <laughs> well, your team guy, they and I, I hate it because like I actually like the team that he usually puts together, but he's so fucking unlikable as a person, <laughs> as a coach, everything. Like I hate everything that he stands for as a person, as a coach, and as a record label. Like that motherfucker is trash. Like, <laughs> get that was the fuck out of here. Like so, I, I I enjoy every time that he is embarrassed and he was. Very embarrassed on New Year's Day. So, shout out to Ohio State for that. Um, but they're dealing with like a COVID thing now. So, but um, yeah. I saw a thing that said that 
the, the show was going to go on. So they better get their house in order before, was it the 11th? Yeah. I think that's the national championship game. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a bad time to be a Ohio, uh, a state of Ohio football team because Ohio State has their own COVID thing and the Browns going into the playoffs for the first time since 2003 are dealing with a major COVID outbreak that has now claimed let me rephrase that. <laughs> that is now uh, eliminated their it's coach, claim. bro. Claim may sound like a man died. They collect no. the motherfuckers now. <laughs> uh, no. So, yeah, their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, and their all-pro uh, lineman, Joe Batonio, are two of a number of positive cases from the Browns this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so they face Pittsburgh. Uh, was it Sunday night? Um so they'll yeah. be without their head coach for their again their first playoff game since 2003, which is like, damn. <laughs> like That's I almost feel bad for him. It, it, like, and one of the best linemen too. And I think it's a couple other people that maybe that might be up for grabs. Like it's just it's just wild. It's a couple of coaches I think that are out, and some other staff too. But it's, yeah. it's just wild that this is happening in Cleveland right now. Yeah. But didn't they I've have always got his play season too? Huh? Didn't they have some issues earlier in the season too? Uh, I know that they had some stuff like week 16. I don't remember if – I don't know if you're talking about like earlier, earlier. In the season. Yeah. But that, really that week where like their whole wide receiver core got eliminated, but that was like week 16, I think. Mm. Yeah, that is – well, best of luck to y'all. Like, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, so we might as well fight. talk about that game though. So it's uh, Pittsburgh is the number three seed. Mm-hmm. They went 12-4 and and against Cleveland who went 11-5. and five. Um, sixty. So Emerson the guard, Emerson the coach. Does the playing call it? Like, yeah, I got Pittsburgh. Woo. I, know. I mean, Pittsburgh like you say all that stuff, but uh, you say all that stuff, but like Pittsburgh hasn't been good over the last month. No, they really haven't. I mean, until they ran into Cleveland and they smacked them. <laughs> oh wait, did Cleveland win that game? Yeah, Cleveland Pittsburgh didn't play anybody. Like I know Ben sat and mm-hmm. among other people. So. Like, I don't know how much you can take away from week 17, but just in general, like, you know, Pittsburgh started off, what, 11-0 and and finished with 12 wins? Yeah. Yeah. And even, like, some of those last couple games were a little shaky. Yeah, definitely were. Like, their last couple wins, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, if Cleveland wasn't dealing with the COVID stuff, like, I would be, I would be more inclined to pick them, but it's a toss-up as far as I'm concerned. Um, I guess I'll go with the black coach. Um, last time they played them when they was all healthy, Cleveland, I mean, Pittsburgh won by 31. When, so, when was that? Though? That was like week two. Yeah, that was no, it wasn't week two. It was like I know it was earlier in the year. Six or seven, maybe. Yeah. But again, like this is the year of COVID. Like, I don't know how much you can take away from something One, that happened two, three, three months ago. Four, mm-hmm. Week five. Okay. But, and again, Cleveland was smacking a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, not Cleveland. Pittsburgh was smacking a lot of people at that point. Around that time. Amos smacking anybody recently. They did have the defensive players at that time, too. All right. But I'm still taking Cleveland in this game. I mean, not Cleveland. Uh, Pittsburgh. I got the weapons. They, they, they still got a good defense, and it's going to be it's gonna be a lot on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But it should be a good game. What about you, Ken? Yeah, I think I'm going – I'm definitely yep. going Pittsburgh, though. Um, I just feel like they go – you know, I'm not going to say – 
they're gonna play a, a great game, but I think they can play well enough to beat Cleveland. Plus, they have Big Ben this game. Yeah, but he. I mean, that is an upgrade from, from, picks, from it Mason is. Rudolph, but it yeah. truly is like it makes a hell of a difference. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> <laughs> makes a like one hell of a difference. So yeah. that's why I got. Uh, damn, the Big Ben we trust. Hey man, he a winner though, bro. You know how to win. He been yeah. there. I, I trust. I trust Tom, Tom and I don't trust Ben. <laughs> yeah, I give you that. Black coach all day. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. So let's see, in the AFC, I guess we'll go back to to two C. So Buffalo finished thirteen and three. It's a two C, and they are hosting the eleven and five number seven seeded Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. So that game is on Saturday afternoon. That's gonna be a good game too. I think they just lost the Costanzo, though the Colts. Mm-hmm. The lineman. Say best lineman. That was the left tackle. Yeah. One well, second best lineman. <laughs> but the, the left guard is monster. But um no, that that should be another one. Like the defense of the Colts should keep them into a lot of these games. And Phil ain't been bad. He he ain't been bad. And Jonathan Taylor's been a monster. Jonathan Taylor has turned into a monster, monster. Like Jeez Louise, I mean, he had like 250 rushing on Sunday too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was balling. Don't quote me on this, but I know, I know he definitely finished in the top five in rushing yards. I want to say it was number three. Could have been four. Uh, But yeah, he was way high up there. So shouts out to the to the Badger. Like Camille is here to bash him. I'm glad he turned into something. That's all I'm gonna say. Because they be always be having these knocks on these uh, Badger running backs, but. They've been getting better, bro. They've been coming in. Say, like James, James White is good. Um, Taylor is third. You say he's third? Yeah. That's what he's third with 11.69. Melvin Gordon has been pretty good in the NFL. Like, yes. Yeah. They've been trying to slowly change the mode. The, the, like, those are the last three backs that they've had come out. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They've all been. They've been cool. They've been good. Like, James White is a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Probably should have got a Super Bowl MVP if we've been. He should have been Super Bowl MVP. For sure, for sure. Three touchdowns. We're going to a pro bowler at least once, I think. Maybe Fought for that last touchdown. Like, mm. yeah. But for sure. It's, again, Buffalo, though, has been on. Them dudes is wild. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, is wild. Like, Josh Allen has been killing. Stephon Diggs is like, he can't be stopped. Led the league in receiving yards. And he catches some ridiculous shit too, like just yeah. ridiculous catches. But Josh Allen playing with so much confidence right now, like he, I, I believe in him, dog. Like he's a beast. See, so had him on my up? fantasy this year. He was putting up hella numbers every week. I, I mean, like Buffalo is the hottest team in the AFC for sure, mm-hmm. if not the league. So, yeah, I, I would, I would imagine they keep that momentum rolling. Yeah. Like they put their backups in for a second half against Miami and still rolled them by thirty. And <laughs> <laughs> Miami was trying to win. Hell yeah, they did. They definitely was trying. They was trying to win. They needed a playoff spot. Damn. Who, who would have thought that uh, this magic would be the most consequential COVID scratch of the year? <laughs> Damn. Man, Tua was not ready. No. Nah. Big lights, big spot. Yeah. I mean, he's just flat out bad, like, this entire season. Like, I get it. He's coming back from – I mean, he's a rookie, and he's coming back from, like, a major injury. 
But he ain't look good. <laughs> no, he really. Don't I don't know fire. why they kept trying to force him back into the lineup. Like Fitzpatrick had him playing well, and it cost him. Like, yeah, because they know Fitz ain't coming back, bro. They like, no, nah, we, we just gonna invest in our future, and they played better than they thought they would. And they was like, fuck it, we just gonna keep on riding away. It cost them. Well, well they were ten and six. Yeah, that's a better record than two of the NFC playoff teams. Hey, probably. we ain't even worried about that. But um, um <laughs> you know, it's it's rough in AFC, man. You know, I feel bad, but you know. Speaking man. of which, yeah, y'all playing uh the Saints. Hey man, hold, we hold, made on, it hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, it's cool. We ain't finished the AFC yet. Hey, it's cool. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, we'll so wait, there. what's your picks? You got Buffalo, right? Can't I got Buffalo. Buffalo. Um, I'm gonna take the Colts. I'm gonna go with the Wisconsin, uh, hometown, home state. <laughs> All right. So, as I mentioned, we're not done with the AFC yet. We still got one more, one more matchup to go. That's the Sunday afternoon game. Mm. Um, Tennessee, number four, they finished at eleven and five against number five, Baltimore, who also finished at eleven and five. So, Tennessee versus Baltimore. Who you got? Baltimore ended really hot too. Lamar Jackson decided to start running the ball again, and they start winning games. What do you freaking know? <laughs> like, granted, yeah, he had a thousand yards, but the last like three, four games that they've had, well, the last five games, mm-hmm. like ever since he decided to really start running again, they started winning again, and his, the past game opened up again, and he's been able to start hitting the Mark Andrews and uh, the Hollywood Browns, and been able to move the ball up the field and move the chains, and still get his 89, 90 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Like they've been looking good, and then their defense. Has been able to benefit from that as well. Yeah. Now you got Derrick Henry coming to town, but don't discount Tannehill. Because Tannehill and AJ Brown and Corey Davis, and they've been putting up numbers all year. Yeah, Tannehill, like, you don't get enough credit. He really has had a really a decent season. <laughs> he yeah, almost had 4,000 yards. He yeah. had like 3,838 touchdowns. Yeah, he definitely had a good season. Like, I feel like 4,000 is a new 3,000. Like, you ain't shit. <laughs> you don't <laughs> get 4,000. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, damn. Yeah, but the top five all got over 4,500 yards. Mm-hmm. That's some wild shit. But, yeah, Tannehill and the passing game is really good, which opens up the running game for Henry. So just as important to Tennessee's running game is the passing game. So I wouldn't yeah. discount what they can do through the air as well. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore has a really good defense to stop the run and the pass. So it's like it come down to King Henry or Lamar. I get what you're saying, um, but I also think that Tennessee's defense is really bad. They suck like this fuck. They can't stop the pass for shit. They can't oh. stop the pass for shit. <laughs> right. So I, I can I can see a, a scenario where you just got Lamar like launching passes down the field all day. Like, well, he don't even have to run. Like, yeah, he better utilize Mark Andrews. I mean, that's his best friend. Oh, both sides, like him and Brown, like they both, you know, they can both take it to the house. So, mm. I mean, you know, I'm always going with the black quarterback, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, before we move on, though, like shout out to Der- Derrick Henry for passing 2,000 yards. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping yeah. like that game would go into overtime just so he could add to it. Yeah. Get that man the ball 38 times. Because hey. he wanted 2,000 yards. <laughs> 38 times on Sunday. He that close, you damn near better give him the ball as many times right. as you need to. 
No, when he broke that fifty yard, they was like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> there you go. We we'll give you the game, bro. Go ahead and go at it. You already broke fifty. Go ahead, have at it. Go, we'll, we'll we'll make sure you get there. And that was dope with them to make sure he got there too, though. Yeah, they didn't have to keep feeding him the ball. No, but that's what he's supposed to do, man. All right, he deserved it. Especially after that week he had against the Packers, like that set him back a little bit. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, them boys trying to defend the run. <laughs> I like it. And they but, brought in um, snacks. Um, mm-hmm. Like I know every Green Bay Packer fan has had a hard on for him, like all off season. Yeah. Like, who's every winning, every huh? who's winning uh in the bushes? <laughs> in the bushes. Got the lotion and everything. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> doing too much, doing too much. <laughs> I'm just saying the way the Packers fans lusted after that man was borderline uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he chose to sign with Seattle, like they damn near gave him the MVS treatment. Like <laughs> you don't have to threaten that man because he don't want to play for your football team. True, but now he's here. You know, he should have been here in the first place. He got waved. He should have been here in the first place. He knew that. Hey, I don't even want to do the waiver wire. Hey, the Packers want you. Hey, I'll to me on the waiver wire. <laughs> like, he should have came here in the first place. We wouldn't be having this conversation. It sounds like some abusive behavior, but I'm a, I'm a, yeah. we don't skate past that. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that Kansas City did, uh, like, they clinched a couple weeks ago, but they clinched number one seed. They have a bye this week. Um, and <coughs> Packers. Oh, wait. Green Bay. Did we say who we picking? Oh, yeah, my bad. I said black quarterback. So, we got mm-hmm. Buffalo. Or, I'll take Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore or Tennessee. Um, I'm going to Tennessee. Okay. 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 NFC. The Packers. The great Packers of Green Bay, Wisconsin. The greatest of all time. Let me actually kill The 16-time time. world champion. I was like, what? <laughs> hey, we count all them championships before Super Bowl. Everything counts. Like, hey, I, I want to say it know. is 16, ain't it? Everything. Um, we got a lot of them. We got yeah. more than most franchises. Right, we, we, got, we got more than the Bears. <laughs> I know that much. Uh, more than I can count. Those Green Bay Packers clinched the number one seed. Uh, so they have a bye this week. They get to rest up. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I mean, they, they beat some, some 500 football team hey, on, on Sunday. <laughs> Where we at, though? It's 13. Where we at, though? 13-time world champion <laughs> Green Bay. <laughs> uh, hey, man. No, I'm, I'm going to let you get your shit off, though. Um, so, yeah, uh, they did beat the Bears on Sunday, uh, but the Bears, by way of Arizona losing, still clinched yeah. the playoff first. <laughs> They're going to take on the New Orleans Saints. Shit. So, hey, Saints and Bears. We got it. It, just, it just felt good that a loss that beat shit because we still made <laughs> the playoffs. Hey, I called that we was going to the playoffs at the beginning of the year. I said that we was going to be 9-7, though. Yeah, I said, we was gonna, I, I said we was going to be 9-7. I'm off one. But as long as we made it to the playoffs, man, you know, I'm good. Hey, Mitch, you listening, bro? Just do your job. Don't try to do too much. I know we not used to being here, man, like that. You're not used to it. Just play your game, man. Run the fucking ball. That's how we're going to win this game. Y'all need to put in Nick Foles now. This is this is why you signed Nick Foles. No. no. <laughs> this no. is where he shot. We can't switch it up now. Mitch, Mitch is oh. been playing, Mitch has been playing well. 
has. Vic hasn't been playing has. well for the past four or five days. Bro. He has. That's why I was like, we now we just can't because that's that's bogus to him. Because he took hey, if Mitch, if we didn't make the switch to bring Mitch in, we wouldn't be in the playoffs. Shoot, David Montgomery has been the revolution for y'all. That's what I said. A revelation. When we finally started running the fucking ball, and then, and he started putting up numbers because y'all got exactly. a good fucking running back. It's been there. We he's always he's always been good. We just never gave him the ball. Like it was games, dude, this season that we only gave him the ball like ten times, bro. Yeah, I know. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> like that's ridiculous, dude. But y'all so, yeah, got tripped into one. Huh? Congratulations, y'all tripped into one. Hey man, hey, as long as we get it. <laughs> As long as we get it, we might end up playing y'all again. I need y'all to I need y'all to beat the Saints. So I'm you taking know? the Bears. So we get this rematch <laughs> popping. You know, we need to get this rematch popping. I'm taking the Bears selfishly what? because I need them let's to go. beat the Saints. Yeah, let's go. So we can smack y'all ass again and uh oh. go run to this back. NFC championship. I mean, it really don't matter. Whoever come out of that, we we smacking them. Like we we beat the Saints earlier this season, we beat the Bears twice. Yeah. Hey man, I'm not gonna lie, dog. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, dog. Bad motherfucker. That man called. We need we need y'all to see him next round. So go ahead and win this game. <laughs> we need y'all to win that one. Adams Cole. Y'all got a squad, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Dude, Adams broke all those like uh team records and missed two and a half games. Like imagine if he would have stayed healthy all year. Yeah. Just wild. It's crazy, man. But you know, I wish not I wish y'all nothing but the best, man, except when y'all play the Bears, so. You know? I mean, it's always gonna be the best when we play the Bears. Fuck you, talking about. Hey man, chill out, man. <laughs> hey, Mitch, Mitch, you got one in the we got one in the pocket, bro, to pull off. Mitch, yeah, that's against the Saints, man. Against hey, the Saints. Hey, <laughs> keep them motherfuckers. Make sure you take out your little get out of jail free card. <laughs> get your one trip to Mitch trip. Go ahead to the next round, bro. We need to see him on go ahead. Go ahead, hey, man. Everybody stop hating, man. Like the Bears hey. made it to the playoffs. It don't fucking matter how we made it. We made it, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll be tuned in at 440 on Saturday. Niggas are all like, oh. <laughs> I mean, on Sunday. On Sunday, I'll be tuned in at 440. All that matters is the playoffs. All that matters is we in the playoffs. I don't give a fuck how we get there as long as we get there. We hit. Hey, we hey, hey, dance. It's a right. win in my book. Winning record in my book. So, um, yeah, so like Tim mentioned, that game is at 340 Central Time on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, is this correct? Can you check the? Yeah. Oh wait. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm misreading it. Okay. Yeah. So this game is at three thirty on Sunday, which is fortunate for New Orleans because that means that Alvin Kamara can possibly, probably, maybe. I wanted to. They did that on purpose. They did, bro. That's bullshit. (laughs) But to be fair, like it would have been like a disadvantage. It would have been a disadvantage to New Orleans, like if they. Scheduled it for Saturday, so so they can look at it like they did it on purpose. They always try to screw the Saints, right? <laughs> and I mean, like the Saints did have the better record, so like giving them the advantage is like they earned that at least. You know what I mean? So you know what? You make sense in this. I'll, I'll give you that. You make the sense. Like it sucks for Bears fans, but at the same time, like you, you know, y'all should have been better. <laughs> you wouldn't have <laughs> much like uh, the Giants, but we'll get there. Good show. Um, yeah, we, so uh, a rematch. Seahawks finished at twelve and four. Wait, did y'all pick Saints or Bears? I'm assuming y'all got Bears, right? I got the Bears. Yeah, Bears, of course. Okay. Um, so then Seattle finished at twelve and four. They're the number three seed, and the Rams finished at ten and six. 
There's a six seed. Uh, the only thing I don't know is if golf will be back. If golf not back, then I'm taking the Seahawks. I don't think it really matters. Like golf sucks. <laughs> he's, he's starting, again, the starting quarterback makes a difference. Regardless of how bad the difference is, it's still a substantial difference. Jared Goff and whoever the fuck the backup is. Let, let me put it this way. Like, I don't think that the person starting their quarterback is going to make or break this game. Like, it's going to come down to the L.A. defense against Seattle's offense. Mm-hmm. So, if if Aaron Donald and company can do enough to slow down Russell what I always want to call him Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Wilson can do enough. Uh, I mean, if he can do enough to slow them down, then yeah. But I think if, I if Golf is able to play, I give, I'll give the Rams the A. And again, it's Jared Golf with a busted thumb. Like it's not even like true. true. He's fully healthy. Like even if he plays, like he's still gonna be injured. And again, he already he, he sucked this year. So. <laughs> uh. I'm, I'm going with Seattle. I'm going to stand by Seattle. I mean, they got a black quarterback, so you know I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm definitely going to Seattle. Why? Because Russell Wilson is cold. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to our final matchup. Um, the Saturday night game. It's the number four seeded Washington football team. Finished with a, a healthy 7-9 and nine record. Um, which was good enough to win the NFC East, um, thanks to Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> and they take on Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. Who finished 11-5. Man, I was I'm, – I'm, I'm saying I was pissed because it almost came to fruition. I wanted all the chaos, and that shit almost happened. And then Doug Peterson said, nah, fuck that shit. I want the number five pick, not the number eight pick. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So, so just just to set the scene for those who who might have missed it, the Sunday night game was Washington against Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia came into the game, they you know scratched a bunch of their starters, like they didn't even dress most of them. Like Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey were actually healthy, and they just didn't dress. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of other starters were like banged up, but like if this was getting mattered at all, like they definitely would have played. Um, but it was it was a close game. Um, I think Philly was down three, right? If I'm not mistaken, I believe so. Yeah, and they didn't get the early field. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, right. They they made some weird decision making <laughs> things like throughout the course of the game. Like they went for it on the fourth and three, mm-hmm. and three and like Monday, <laughs> just, like the forty. <laughs> like they they were just doing everything that they could. To, and he was running when he was kicking. Should have been yeah. kicking, <laughs> kicking when he should have been running. <laughs> This Doug Peterson was just doing every damn thing. Talk the damn game, bro. Yeah. Everything. Uh, and then when all that shit, like, still made the game a little too close for comfort, uh, he went ahead and benched his starting quarterback and put in Nate Sudfield. I don't even know, like. Who the, who the fuck is that? Everybody was wondering who he was. And he was. They, was, they were still close. They were still close. All they had to do was win the damn game. It was right there. It was right there to be won. Yeah. Just win the damn game. Actually, to back up. So, uh, had Philadelphia won that game, the 6-10 and 10 New York Giants would have won the NFC East. It would have been chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have been beautiful. And fuck them Cowboys. I knew they had going to go make it. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. I don't care. I don't care. I don't like you motherfuckers. Fuck them. 
I knew y'all was going to lose to the Giants. That was damn near guaranteed in my book. <laughs> so you yeah, said, all last week you were saying, like, they got this advantage, they got this advantage. Fuck them. You're number one Conway header. Nah, but I, it's just funny to me, like, as an NBA fan, like, to see, like, the nation just be outraged that a team would take a game for draft purposes. I'm like, I have never seen this before in my life because they, you know, what they say, they you never take in the NFL. I mean, but of all places, like Philly knows what taking it, like you know, they like, know for sure. Like, but that's why they called it out. It's like, bro, we've seen this before. <laughs> we've seen this for years. <laughs> like we've seen you shaving points. What are you doing? That's illegal. <laughs> it's 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 poignant that you use the phrase shaving points because that's essentially like that's why people were so outraged that so many people gamble on NFL games. Like they need that. Like integrity is paramount to the NFL because like if your shit ain't on the up and up, like that can swing a lot money. of money. Yeah, yeah, definitely millions of dollars. Shit, damn near billions right now. Like, imagine if somebody bet on, like, the Giants to win the division when they were, like, three and seven or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then if that shit would have hit, you know, Lord knows how much money you would have made off of it. Like, damn. Instead, you watch the motherfucker yank the man with the two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yank the man that is far better than this motherfucker you could have thrown in the game. Mm-hmm. And then Carson Wentz wouldn't even they they already scratched all the starters before the game even started. They're like, no, we don't even want this game. Damn, y'all still winning? No, we don't want this game. <laughs> like that's that's just wild. On national TV, you gonna do this? You know, we all see you. Like and think for me, like I get it in NBA, and like I'm I'm fine with it to a degree. Like the the process stuff, you like cool at tanking? certain point, huh? Huh? You cool with tanking? I mean, like, I get it from, like, a strategic standpoint, like, an organizational standpoint. Like, the NBA is so heavily predicated on amassing talent. Like, if you don't – like, the NFL, like, you can kind of piece together, like, a really good football team. Like, you don't have to have, like, a top five pick Mm -hmm. on your roster to be good. Whereas the NBA, like, you got to have, like, the – one of the top seven, maybe. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like – players in the league to even be considered a contender. And mm-hmm. like, if you don't have one of those dudes, like you, like there's no pathway for you to be successful. So like, until I get why, one. huh? I said until you find one. Well, I mean, and like, if you're not in LA or New York, like you don't really have a shot at getting maybe Miami at this point. Like you don't have, like you can't just go off the street and go pick up one of them dudes. Like no, mm-hmm championship contender player is ever going to sign with Memphis. Right. Like, their only way to get that dude is to draft him. Yeah. So, like, I get it from an NBA standpoint. Like, it's, it's so important, like, for that reason. But NFL, like, it, there's so much parity. A lot of rounds to draft good players. A lot of rounds. Like, a lot of players come in every year. Like, you know, it's so, you know, heavily – Weighted towards the system, like you can find somebody that fits your system to a T, but you don't have to have like a top five pick to do that. Um, and like football is just so fucking violent; like every game could be any player's last game. So like to just throw it away, mm-hmm. like that that kind of spits in the face of the players. So correct. And the players have been the ones that's been 
coming out, my dog, everybody was pissed. Mm-hmm. Everybody was pissed. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, I get I would be pissed, too. Like, if I'm going out there and, like, like, imagine if you, like, tore your ACL in that game and then the coach is just like, this shit don't matter. Like, mm-hmm. you're trying to lose anyway. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you mean? Like we could have we could have forfeited. If that was the case. Like I could have still had my knee. Like what the fuck you mean? Mm. Well, seeing as Philly pulled the rug on everybody, <clears throat> Washington <laughs> is in. They gotta play Tampa Bay. So what y'all got? Oh, okay, I do have one last tank at thing. Like uh, Joe Joe Judge, right? That's the mm-hmm. coach of the Giants. Mm-hmm. I do came out and like talk about the integrity and blah blah blah. Which again, like my whole rant before it is like I get it. But at the same time, if your shitty football team wasn't six and ten, like you wouldn't have to worry about it. Like y'all didn't deserve to get in their playoffs any either. So nobody from that division deserved to get in, but right. Like so don't, don't try to get all high and mighty about like, oh well, you know, <laughs> we would never do what Philadelphia did. It's like, yeah, you were doing on accident because you tried. But oh, accident. <laughs> like, Imagine yeah, so like I don't I, I don't feel bad for the Giants. I don't feel bad for Giants fans. Like Giants fans was going, they was going nuts on Twitter, yo. Right, like, <laughs> be better, and then you don't like you, your fate isn't in the hands of a, di- a different team. Yeah, personally. Yeah. But anyway, the football the football team plays uh, <laughs> Tom Brady. Team. Though, I'll definitely go at Tampa Bay. I mean, that's their name, the football team. Like, it is the football team. <laughs> um, and they're the four C, so we wouldn't see them next round, anyways. Uh... Yeah, I'm going Tampa Bay for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Tom and them. Tampa Bay's been underwhelming. Like they've had fits and starts. Like they've had some really good games and some games where it's just like what the fuck. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't imagine this is gonna be one of those what the fuck weeks. Chase Young said he on time ass. <laughs> Bruce Arians was- said, "Hey, don't don't get what you ask for." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't get what you ask for. He want time. Don't, don't get what you ask. We'll give you time. <laughs> we'll see. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be fun. I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm hoping Chase Young gets what he wants. Some booty. Oh, bro. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he wants his ass. Like, you know. <laughs> hey. Hell no. Hey. Uh, but, yeah, so – the end of the NFL season brings about a lot of personnel changes. So the following coaches have been fired or mutually parted ways, which apparently is the way that they want to phrase things, things nowadays. If you're not black. Yeah. Lady, so the uh, Jets fired Adam Gase. Jacksonville fired Doug Marone. Um, apparently Urban Meyer is a primary target for Jacksonville. Uh, the Chargers fired Anthony Lynn. They have an interest in Giants offensive coordinator Jason Garrett and Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dable. Man, when I seen Jason Garrett go replace Anthony Lynn, I'm like, bro, y'all gotta be shitting me. <laughs> That's you gotta be shitting me, dude. That's super trash. But you see what he did with a full squad in Dallas for years. Squad. They had a squad for real. For years, nothing but talent, bro. Because he took a shitty Giants team to a six and nine record or a six and ten record. They shitty. They were shitty on offense. They were shitty. And he's going to get another chance over Anthony Lynn. And uh, the, the thing about Lynn, like, I said this last week about, uh, what's his name, Haskins. Like, mm-hmm. 
regardless of like what you think about like their their skill level as a coach or as a player or whatever, like the leash is just so much shorter for black people in the NFL. It is. Like, or at least in positions of leadership, let's put it that way. So mm-hmm. like quarterbacks, GM, yep. coaches, mm-hmm. like if you aren't a superstar, yeah. like they're getting you the fuck out of there. Whereas like you can have a mediocre ass Jeff Fisher ass coach. For years, exactly. You lose every year too. They keep giving them chances. Mm-hmm. For every you know eleven and five season that you have, you have like three seven and nine seasons. But you mm-hmm. know maybe a five and eleven chances. season in there, right? <laughs> and then so, one thing I hate too is how they re- report it, like how ESPN reports, like when when black coaches get when uh, black coaches get fired. But Adam Gates gets what he get. They parted ways. Uh, you try to use, you know, like softer words for, you know, for these white coaches to get fired. And then as soon as, you know, black coaches get fired, you want to just say fire. And you know how I know that people have been on their ass is because like. Um, like the Chargers have been tweeting out like. Thank you, coach. And like they had a whole, like they put out a statement from Anthony Lynn, like thanking the organization and blah, blah, blah. It's just like they're doing everything that they can to do damage control because they know that they fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's like, look at the, de- the hand that he was dealt. First of all, like he still, in his three years with the Chargers, has a winning record. Yeah, he does. 33 and 31. Yeah. 33 and 31. Which, which isn't, which is again, like it isn't. You know, world beating, but it's a lot better than a lot of coaches have done that have gotten much longer leashes. Yeah. Second of all, <clears throat> like he lo- lost two of his main playmakers, one on each side of the ball in training camp. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Yeah. Injuries happen every year, but at the same time, like, I feel like injuries affect the Chargers way more often than any other. Like, I feel like the Chargers always have like a major injury every season. That's what it seems um, like. Absolutely. And put on top of that, the fucking trainer took out his starting quarterback. In Bro. Two. Yeah. <laughs> like, Granted, you found the offensive player of the year, possibly, in the rookie of the year, possibly. Mm-hmm. But, bro, like, y'all stab him in. Like, for real. And that's, the th- and that's the thing. Like, now whoever takes this job is going to have, like, you know, their franchise quarterback already established. Like, with a superstar. Uh, Joe, yeah. Like fucking what's what's the kid's name in the Bengals head coach? Uh Zach Taylor. Like mm-hmm. he's won what three games in two years? Yeah. But like they feel like they're going in the right direction, so they're gonna keep him around for another season. What the fuck that shit is that? Like he got Joe Burrow and like he gets to see like what he gets to mold Joe Burrow. He gets like that gets to be his guy. Like he gets to be attached to him, at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Herbert came in, played well. So whoever comes and in doesn't get that same, you know, doesn't yeah. get that same opportunity. It's and they ended on a four-game winning streak. And they ended on a four-game winning streak. So if you want to see somebody that's headed in the right direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Six trash. And whatever. I, watching Hard Knocks this year, like, I'm impressed with him as a man, like, as a leader, as a leader of men. You know what I mean? Like, he – Granted, that's hard knock, so that could be editing. But like, I was much more impressed with Anthony Lynn as a coach than I was with uh, Sean McVay. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. That's fair. And that's just like on a personal level, because you know, usually they're like, "Well, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes," and you know, like, 
there could be a disconnect between blah blah blah. Like, no, I, I've seen enough from Anthony Lynn to know that that is a man that his players respect, that mm-hmm. they want to play for. Like, the fact that they rally at the end of the season, like, they could have packed that shit in. Like, there's no chance for them to make the playoffs, but they went on a four-game winning streak at the end of the season. Why? Because they want to play for their coach. Like, they know that he's on a high seat. They want they wanted to help him keep his job. Yeah. Don't matter. Yeah. We've got our white saviors, and so now we need to bring in a white coach that can reap the benefit. Hopefully they they hire. Well, maybe Eric by enemy a bit end up over there. I hope Eric do. <laughs> uh, the last thing is that the Denver Broncos will hire a new general manager in twenty twenty one, as John Elway is going to take more responsibilities for the organization. Elway announced on Monday that he will have an elevated role in the front office that will require him to relinquish the general manager job. Uh, apparently, he still has final say over all football matters. So yeah, it's gonna be elevated. So whenever he ain't stepping to step down, you can just have my job. <laughs> like aside from being John Elway, like what has he done to take make you think that he deserves more responsibility no. in your organization? John no, Elway was he bringing over uh, Peyton Manning? Wasn't he? I mean, that was more important Peyton Manning than. <laughs> Still, he was he was the catalyst for bringing it over. Like his relationship with him was a big part of why he came. Uh, I mean, I had a big man just needed a job after the coach got rid of it. Well, again, it was a it was a great call, but sure. uh, they had their years, you know. Okay, so uh, aside from the Peyton, from when they had Peyton Manning, who basically came in and did everything for their offense, like schematically, mm-hmm. nothing. What do we have to show for it? I think Von Miller was there before Giant Wayne got there. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, he kept helped construct that defense too. That defense is what carried that Denver team. Not not, not Manning, but Manning helped, like you said, schematically for <laughs> their system. But that defense was the monster. And I know that they had like Demarcus Ware then, but again, I think that might have predated when Elway came in. Mm-hmm. And I, all I'm trying to say is I don't think that he's necessarily constructed winning football teams and like his coaching hires haven't been anything special. Like he's gone through like at least three coaches, I think, at this point. Fangio isn't terrible. <laughs> Fangio's been there for like a couple years too. But you're right. I mean, they haven't it's a what have you done for me lately, league always, but lately it hasn't really been much. But I mean, I guess you got to like I said last week, I, I don't have a thought for the Denver Broncos. Like, they just exist. They're the, they're the, I don't know. I like the franchise. I've never had an issue with it. Huh? I said, I've always liked the Broncos franchise. Like, I used to like uh, Terrell Davis was one of my favorite players. Uh, I actually used to like John Lynch. <laughs> like, and, uh, yeah, they had some cool players. They had, uh, Tony Braxton was on the squad. <laughs> Tony Braxton. Yeah, they had Tony Braxton on the. Uh, no, it was an old Broncos squad. They had a student named Tony. Braxton. I break my heart and shit. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Serenading them on the field and shit. <laughs> but um, no, uh, Chad Bailey was my guy though too. So, he's like the uh, Broncos. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Oh, we just ran, we're just naming off uh, random Broncos. The, now. the Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl Broncos squad. Elway got a lot of leeway from that too. I, that's why I said, like, aside from being John Elway, like, what he's really done. But I feel you. Um, uh, so rest in peace to Hall of Fame running back and Denver Broncos legend. Uh, 
Floyd Little. He passed away at 78 this week. And rest in peace to NBA Hall of Famer Paul Westfall, who passed away at age 70. Um, so, like, personally, I knew Paul Westfall as, like, the coach of the Suns when they went to the finals. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was, like, I don't think I realized that he was, like, a great player until I was an adult. But, like, he was cold, cold. Like, a couple times all-star, like, mm-hmm. cold. Like, I saw some of his highlights. I was like, damn, Paul he Westfall has right? a game. He I, he's guard. I, I don't know if he feels the one or two. But, uh, mm-hmm. boy, boy can play. So, rest in peace. <laughs> so, rest in peace, Sam. Um, <clears throat> going on to other NBA news. So the Lakers beat the Spurs 122-107 last week, but this game won't be remembered solely for the outcome, um, but rather for the history that it made. Um, so Spurs assistant Becky Hammond became the first woman, first woman, first woman to act as head coach for an NBA team after she took over. Jack did. Congratulations. Greg Popovich. Yeah, that's dope. That was great. That was great. Good stuff. I mean, granted, because he got ejected, but still, she made history. She was, she was the heck. She was the interim head coach while he was ejected. So and now, the next step is gonna be when she actually gets the head coach. Mm-hmm. And like there, we we need like there are a lot of like not a lot, but like there are more assistant coaches on NBA teams that are women now. Um, but I always feel like just Becky Hammond is the only one that they really focus on. Like I could see where some other woman may jump her in line because like she's actually had interviews and everything yeah. like but I, I think we're getting close um <clears throat> so lebron james actually made history in the same game by telling his 1000th straight game in double figures mm-hmm. so um he actually passed michael jordan a long time ago for the longest streak in history, like Michael Jordan finished with 866, so LeBron's up a thousand. This motherfucker's just <laughs> y'all hold the foot under 10. Who? Who <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody that shit in years, like not a couple games, years. Yeah, a thousand straight. That's with 10 or more. Come on, bro. And this is it, like, think about. Like I'm not calling it lucky, but like luck does pay a uh, play a part in it. Because like imagine if he just had a game where he came in first quarter, sprained his ankle, and was out for the rest of the game. True. Like before he could just get to ten points, but nope, never happened. Or LeBron's just that cold where like he scores ten points in the first Make quarter. Sure you get his team easy. At least and just to give you an give me an idea how much time that is. Like if LeBron James had played eighty-two games each season for the last twelve years, that's still less than a thousand games. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Congratulations, uh, <clears throat> sir. He was always uh, the bionic man, anyways. Yeah, I mean, never got hurt. That's <laughs> when he had a groin injury. They were like, oh. <laughs> LeBron's hurt oh. <laughs> Everybody's I mean, no way. That's the only time he's really missed an extended time in his career, really. Like he took a week or two off for rest. Yeah. He said he put millions into his body, didn't he? Hey, mm-hmm. I, he gets a strong return on that investment. <laughs> Best investment of his life. <clears throat> 
So the NBA has informed its 30 teams of the following updated safety rules. So starting Tuesday, all active players who are dressed to play must wear face masks um, until they enter the game. All players, coaches, and staffers in tiers one and two must wear a mask when outside team setting and indoors. Um, and after exiting the court, active players are strongly recommended to wear a mask in the bench area. The requirement resets at halftime, which means that players must wear masks to start the second half until they enter the game. Inactive players must remain uh, masked the entirety of the game. So mm. that's, a, that's a change because before, like, players that were active didn't have to wear masks on the bench. Now, mm-hmm. uh, if you're active and not in the game, like, you should be wearing a mask. And then you got to listen until you enter the game time. for the first time. Oh, once halftime hit, you got to put it back yeah. on. Hmm. I wonder how they Which, again, it seems kind of uh, – I'm all for all types of safety precautions, but like this just seems like redundant. Yeah, because they're going out and playing a basketball game where they're sharing the same ball, they're banging bodies, sweating on each other. Like they've already been tested rigorously. Like everybody in there know they everybody's good. Yeah. I mean, I can understand the mask because you not necessarily. The like the, the 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 virus can still get into the arena. Like there's a lag sometimes between you know when you contract yours on your person and. You know, passing on to somebody else without mm-hmm. testing for it, but at the same time, like I feel like once everybody is like in the game and shit, like you're kind of at the mercy of the. But again, like whatever, whatever makes people feel better, and if it has, if it saves one person from getting COVID, it's worth it. So, I guess. Fair enough. Um. <coughs> So the NBA is reportedly seeking at least $2.5 billion per expansion team. So they're not, well, not announced, but it was leaked a couple of weeks ago that they were, you know, looking into adding expansion teams, probably two. two. Um, Vegas and uh, Seattle still? I, I mean, that, that makes the most sense to me, but other things on that situation. Like one thing that's pointed out to me is that like now the Las Vegas, like for as major of a city as Las Vegas is, it actually has a very small permanent population. Like it's roughly the same size as Milwaukee media wise. Um, Mm -hmm. And the fact that they have, they now have a pro football team and a pro hockey team. They have the women's basketball team. Like you may be oversaturating that market. Like, I don't know if the market can necessarily handle a fourth pro team, like, there so they can handle all that money that's coming through there well i mean is money going through there right now <laughs> no not right now everybody's <laughs> yeah. <kinda> leaking <laughs> everybody and like leaking. we don't know like you know I, I mean people are still going to vegas now so i would imagine people must you know all and this behind us like people are going back but well i mean will it be to the same level imagine if we was in vegas and you know like hey we in vegas and we can hit a bucks game while we down I mean, because the Bucks is in town, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like I can see Vegas picking up a basketball team for sure, for sure. But, but again, think think about it though. Like, say it's you know the fall, and you know there's a Raiders game on Sunday, there's a Bucks game, there's Cirque du Soleil, there's countless concerts, there's there's a bunch of shit to do in Las Vegas that. It, and think about the fact that a lot of NBA revenue for tickets like comes from like corporate sponsorship people. Yeah, mm-hmm. like people 
buying season tickets and people buying luxury boxes and all that shit. Oh. Like, if you're buying where their money is, that I can see them with their money because they'll have the corporate people, they'll have the big time celebrities buying the corporate boxes out down in Vegas. I can see that happen. But the regular, I mean, they population turnover like fast food. Like, people be coming and going through Vegas. So I can understand with the like the the population being an issue. Yeah, I, again, like a lot of the people that live in Vegas work in like the casinos, and those aren't necessarily high paying jobs that would support, or like you know jobs that would necessarily support you getting season tickets to a basketball game, or you know, these people that work in you know hospitality and and you know entertainment and shit like that. Like they kind of have you know work responsibilities that may get in the way of basketball but again i'm sure that people much smarter and much more plugged in than me have are already crunching these numbers so we'll see like if, if a team ends up in vegas it's because they know that it'll be viable there fair enough fair enough um steph curry's back y'all <laughs> and then said fuck what y'all talking about he heard all that chirping, y'all, all that shit y'all talking about, like, oh, Dame is just as good as Steph. Steph can't do what Dame does. Uh, Steph ain't shit. Warriors ain't making the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Some of that might still be true, but <laughs> Steph, Steph gave Dame 62. Yeah. They face off on Sunday. It was cooking. And then he jumped, what, 30-something last night, too? I think at 30 last night, yeah. And they won again. Yes, that, like he doesn't score a lot, but like Draymond is really important to what they do. So like he is. those first, you know, five games or whatever it was that he missed, like yeah, the Warriors are gonna look shitty when you have Steph Curry and then Wiseman looks good, but he's still a rookie. He's nineteen years old. Ubre uh, trash. Wiggins and uh Ubre can't make a shot to save their lives, and then you get down to like the Brad Wanamakers and Kevon Looney's of the world really quickly. So Draymond makes a big <laughs> makes a big he difference. Makes a hell of a like, difference. Just, just having a confident NBA player on the court with you that knows what he's doing and knows what other people are supposed to be doing like helps a lot. Um, and if you haven't noticed, like Steph has been playing a lot better since Draymond got back. So he has. Like I saw people compare, like, well, LeBron took this team to the finals. Like, like, no, no, no. First no. of all, they're different players, but he's six nine, two seventy, all muscle, my nigga. <laughs> Right, like, like Steph ain't that big. So, so I, and I hate that I can't like. Uh, I hate that I can't uh, cite who said it because I can't remember who said it. But mm-hmm. like Steph is like the ultimate ceiling raiser, whereas like people like LeBron, Russ, probably Giannis to an extent, Harden, like those are floor raisers. Like you know, you had those players like they're gonna give you a baseline. What twenty eight? eight and eight or some shit, you know, like some, somewhere around those lines, like, you know what you're getting from them every game. Like just having that type of player, like dominate your offense is going to, you know, get you to the playoffs every year. Yeah. Like LeBron is obviously like a higher level than other people. Like LeBron's a walking 50 win season, but <laughs> um, <laughs> like Steph is like, he's the one that takes like a pretty good team to a great all time team. Whereas like other teams can, other players can take like, a lottery team and make them a decent to good team. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly think like LeBron does both, <laughs> like, which is why he's like, you know, a top three all time player. Like we nobody's saying that Steph is there, 
But I think, like, saying Steph is, like, a top 10 to 15, 10 to 20 player all time. Like, yeah, that puts him in that range, which I think other yeah. players of his ilk, like, they would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, it. like, we saw what LeBron did when he had a bunch of kids that don't know how to play around him. Like, ah, I'm hurt. I can't play no more. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Right. These little like, motherfuckers gonna get me hurt for real. My key <laughs> <laughs> My key leads, boss. There's a reason that LeBron was pushing so hard for Anthony Davis to get to LA. Like he knew, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you need other talent around you. Like, like hey, fuck what y'all doing though? Get your ass here. Here. That's my tampering. Like, you know, it don't matter. <laughs> no tampering. <laughs> they already admitted the tampering, man. Uh just two buddies talking. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, just some quick injury news. So, Hawks forward Danilo Garnari <laughs> is out for at least the next two weeks with a right ankle sprain. Uh, Indiana forward TJ Warren has a stress fracture in his foot, and he is out indefinitely, as is Portland forward Zach Collins, who has an ankle stress fracture. So, rest up to, to those guys. Whew. I don't know how Camille does this every week. I feel like I'm talking so much. Um, the the NCAA has um, decided to hold their entire 2020 no 2021 uh, uh, men's basketball tournament in the state of Indiana with the majority of the games taking place in Indianapolis the NCAA tournament will use these venues to host the 2021 uh, men's tournament so it's Baker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Mackey Arena, Assembly Hall in Bloomingdale, Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, where they can only – they'll have two courts, but only one game can take place at a time. Um, and the NCAA also announced that Selection Sunday will take place on March 14th. The Final Four will be April 3rd, and the championship game will be April 5th. Okay. Well, I'm glad they finally uh, – they got their bubble locked down. Yeah, that makes sense to just do everything in one one central location. Yeah. Um, so Thursday's women's basketball game between UConn and Baylor, who are both, I believe, top five teams, um, has been postponed due to a positive COVID test by Baylor head coach Kim Mulkey. Oh, no. And then in NCAA football, Arizona named Brandon Carroll head coach. He is his son and former assistant of Pete Carroll. Seahawks coach. He's trying to follow the uh, the path. We'll see how good he is, though. Um, Tim, you want to hear wrestling news? Yes, sir. All right. So both things kind of coincide with one another. But uh, last night or yesterday or Monday on Raw – uh, it was Legends Night, right? So, I saw Cardi Goldberg B, back. You said what? I, said I saw Goldberg came back. Yeah. So, they had a whole bunch of, like, Legends. They had uh, Jimmy Hart. Uh, there was the Boogeyman, which kind of coincides with the Cardi B thing. Uh, that kind of. It coincides with the Cardi B thing. Uh, Tori Wilson. I seen Molly Holly. Uh, Hogan was there. Boo. <laughs> That's my blow to whistle. Okay, thank you. Just remind me of Hulk Hogan later. Okay, uh, Big Show. Who else is there? Ric Flair. He would have twisted the T. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Hogan would have twisted the T. Now I say he need to get hit with one. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but um anyway so there was supposed to be a segment i guess last night that uh mentioned cardi b and mm-hmm. so pretty much angel garcia who'd be playing like this playboy was coming up and trying to talk to tori wilson and she was like oh yeah you know we got some seats for ariana grande and cardi b and uh kylie jenner it's just around the corner and he's like oh okay cool he's like yeah actually you know cardi b is in the room next door why don't you go and holler at her give her this rose she, he goes around the corner it turns out to be Boogeyman in a wig. He runs, <laughs> he runs out. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually was the 24-7 champ at the time. So he runs out the room, our truth pins him. But it was hilarious. So on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. then Cardi B codes on Twitter. It was just like, uh-uh, bitch, your days is numbered. How is that supposed to be my WWE debut? Whatever, whatever. Like, joking. So then uh, one of the wrestling women, Lacey Evans, go- tweets at her and was like, Oh, you can just stay over there, you little nasty. <laughs> and that's just kind of her catchphrase. But I guess party kind of took like severe offense to it. Went on some, ain't no white woman ever gonna beat my ass. I'll beat your ass. Who you talking to like that? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, damn, you went a little bit overboard. If this K-Fi, but <laughs> I ain't never been scared of no white woman. Ain't putting up, ain't never put fear in my heart shit. So I was like, all right, this is funny. But uh, Lacey responds was like, hey, uh, don't even worry about it. Bring your ass. Shall I beat your ass while I'm playing your music? <laughs> I was like, damn, all right. Okay, Lacey. So Eric was saying before, uh, was talking that Lacey actually kind of put herself in a good spot in this mm-hmm. situation because yeah. of this. Because Cardi's not affiliated with the WWE, but because of that spot, now she can get her own little bag there. Yeah, it can make some money. And then Lacey can put herself in the spotlight. You need um, to do so many Because naturally, like, if, if Cardi comes in, then that's a natural, like, segment for them to do, like, build off of, yeah. you Just know, the Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. And then, speaking it's of legends, yeah, it is. I, would you want to see Cardi in a ring, though? No, probably just come. I'd rather mm. see her do, like, guest referee or something like that. Or, yeah, she could be. Or just be, like, a manager or something. She could be a manager. Like, that's, that's probably what it would be, manager. like. She had she would be a manager for whoever Lacey Evans is beefing with. And yeah, something like that. Oh, no, you know. Okay, I don't want to see her in the ring. Yeah, you I'm know, she come in and do a little. Right, she come in and smack her or some shit. Yeah. Like, when, yeah. yeah, like they normally do. Like, you know, the quick guest spot, smack her up, move around, things like that. Have somebody else wrestle for her. But um, speaking of Legends Night, Mustafa Ali, who's an active wrestler there, uh, they have this thing post wrestling called raw talk where they give the wrestlers a chance there's been some good gems dropped in that because they're kind of like they're it's still probably okay yeah it's kayfabe but at the same time a lot of gems and actual feelings come out on these things so uh mustafa ali was talking last night and he sent it with our truth and uh charlie so hold on one second I am not bewildered. I know exactly that the generation before me paved the way. But yeah. when the hell are you going to let me walk on that? Oh, A night like tonight is exactly what is wrong with this company. Three hours to guys that can barely walk? Respect, though. Oh, respect. Listen, listen. I am not, not bewildered. I know exactly that the generation before me paved the way. But yeah. when the hell are you going to let me walk on that path? Guys like Drew Gulak, Akira Tozawa, myself, all of Retribution, not on the show. Why? Because we need to hear what you're going to do, brother, again for the seven millionth time. But did you hear the cheers when 
You yeah, right. yeah, they, they pumped them up real good. Ball. The cheers, they pumped them up <laughs> real good. Cheer, them, huh? Yeah, they were cheering. I'm sure they were. Why don't you give us a chance? People that can contribute to this business further this company. But no, 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 no. Let's push them all aside. Let's give three hours <laughs> to people that need. They can barely walk. You got to change your attitude first of all to get a good. You know what I'm saying? get a good spot. And the reason they can't walk is because they had such successful careers in years past. Right. Their bodies on the line to... To do what? To murder the industry. To allow this industry to grow. They paved the way. They carved a path. When do I get to walk on that path? And for anybody that doesn't understand what I'm saying, it's not because I'm talking fast. It's because you're listening slow. This place needs change. And I am that change. Now, like I said, it's still probably scripted but he does have a point i think we've all kind of complained about that before with vince like he just can't let the past go mm-hmm. so yeah i thought that was a thought that was an interesting take and, and the thing is about like when they have like these legends night or like nights where people they may bring in a crowd based on past names like if you're one of those people that hasn't watched wrestling in 25 years, and you come back, oh, uh, Hulk Hogan and Tori Wilson are gonna be on Raw. I need to watch that for whatever reason. Like, I don't know why you <laughs> if that if that's your bag, <laughs> like, I think that that's a good opportunity for you know like the people that are on your roster now to get a nice little spotlight on them. Like you want to entice people to watch the new guys next week when the yeah. legends are gone. It's like if you're if you're jamming your show with legends and not giving your new guys any shine, then like it kind of defeats the purpose because then people are just only gonna come back when they know like the old wrestlers gonna be there. Yeah, like the big name like oh we got Stone Cold coming back for the night or Shawn Michaels for the night like or the legends thing like you're saying like is it's they need to allow them to build and develop the younger guys. So Roman's doing a good job. Like they've they've done a good enough job now with Roman is. I can see Roman carrying the company, but they have had other talents that they could possibly have done that for as well earlier or sooner, but they decided to stick with cold notes in the past. But say la vie. Mm-hmm. I might as well do my little Hogan thing now. Like he just did an interview with uh, ESPN where he was talking about like he gets kind of a frosty reaction, kind of like what uh, what's the name was saying. But he was saying he gets a frosty reaction to some of the people in the locker room because they were too young to really like watch him growing up and like they just don't. You know, like they feel like he's gonna take their spot and blah blah blah. And I'm like, no, people don't fuck with you because you're a racist and like they don't want to be associated <laughs> with your ass. Like that's like it don't have shit to do with them feeling threatened by you or feeling like you, you know, like you're, you're there to take their shine. Like I know, like no, like I know Big E has been on record saying like he not on record, but like he's basically alluded to the fact like he don't fuck with Hogan, he don't want nothing to do with him when he come back because like. I saw. I heard the shit that you said, fam. Like I don't. I don't like. And you never actually came back and apologized. Like you I'm just none of it. Well, I just let me let me rephrase that. You apologized for you know like embarrassing the company, but you didn't apologize for the shit that you said while embarrassing the company. Yeah, I said about none of it. Like fuck the corporate shit. You ain't you, <laughs> you ain't apologize about the shit you actually say. But like sure. if, if I'm Big E, if I'm Titus O'Neil, like you basically talking about me, like. You know, million dollar nigger, like that's good enough for your girl, but she still can't bring him home. Like, yeah, fuck you. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. All right, we got a couple more uh, tidbits, and then we all good. Check that out. You want me to do it? Or you got it. I got you. So, LA Sparks named Derek Fisher their new GM. So he now he's the head coach and the GM. He getting this bell check on over there. He getting this pop. What else? That was definitely man. Well, when's the last time uh, Sparks got a chip? Yeah, it's It's been a while. while. Well, no, they they ran one because uh, Candace Parker. It's been a couple years though, at least. Yeah, it was like three or four years. (laughs) I think it was before he got there. It was before him, though. It wasn't him. Um, and then lastly, uh, DC United named Danita Johnson as president of business operations, uh, making her the first black person to serve as an MLS team president and one of the highest ranking female club execs in the history of the league. Shout out to her. Black girl magic. Um, yeah, so the last Sparks championship was 2016. That's not four years ago. Yeah, I said three or four years ago before Fisher. He's not that good of a coach, man. I don't know how this is happening, to be honest. And I, I, I watched the Sparks, so it ain't just like I was just right. saying something like he's not that good of a coach, hmm. like at all. Interesting. Well, hopefully they turn the corner, they get a chip, another chip soon. Yeah, Fisher's been the coach since uh, December of 2018, so yeah, he wasn't there. Hmm. He only been there two years. Yeah. Oh, they got a good record though. Like they've been 37 and 19. Since he's taken over? Mm-hmm. Which is oh never mind. <laughs> In the last ten years, it's the highest winning percentage of a coach that they had, but they used to have people that were like in the seven hundred But they're one and four in the playoffs, so Yeah. <laughs> uh I already did my blow to whistle. Y'all got any? I do not. No. All right. Well, text out five. Five, four, three, two, one. Text five. All right. So last week's was the draft, the fast food draft, and I don't think we put up a poll. Um, so as always, I'm going to claim victory for that. Um, this <laughs> week, our top five is our NFL MVP ballot. So um, just – one to five, rank your, your top MVP picks. All right. <clears throat> Number five, I'll go with Russ. Um, Because top four, I honestly can't – you really can't argue. Well, you can. <laughs> but um, number four, I'll go with Josh Allen. Okay. Number three, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Two, I'll go with King Henry. And number one, I'm going with A-Rod. Okay. Uh, yeah, so five, I'll go with Russell Wilson. Four, I'll go with Derrick Henry. Three, I'll go with Josh Allen. Two, Patrick McCombs. And one, Aaron Marshawn Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my number five would also be Russell Wilson. Um, number four, Josh Allen. Number three, Derrick Henry. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. 
And number one, Aaron Rodgers. If Rodgers don't get MVP this year, bro, I'm going to be pissed. You a little upset? The man I mean, deserve it? I tried to tell him he needed, he needed to put some of the gray in his beard so he could pull the LeBron. Yeah, bro, chill out. I come, oh, I don't know how many of these I got left. He was the Watch King, bro. Chill out. Mm-hmm. He called himself the Watch King. He probably copyrighted that shit. He got he got a trademark on Wash King. That's why he's using it so damn much. He was the Wash King, bro. Like I get paid when I. And the man's so cold. They really not even bringing up his age. Right. They're really not talking about Rogers' age at all when he? it comes to these. <laughs> 30, he just turned thirty-seven. Seven, yeah. I didn't know. Like, yeah, they not he even older than the Wash King. Right. Thirty-five-year-old out here. Ah. Oh. <laughs> ah. Oh. They got LeBron out here on fucking crutches and shit. Meanwhile, Aaron actually getting hit. <laughs> ah, actually, he's not because he just let go. But I, was just say, I haven't seen I haven't seen him get hit all season. <laughs> I'm just saying, LeBron ain't taking them hits. Ah, you know it's funny. Like I, I, I tweeted, I tweeted, I text the uh, group chat like Aaron Rodgers is cold, like or go or whatever I said on Sunday because mm-hmm. that was after that touchdown. Because like he saw the blitz coming, didn't panic. Right. He he did his normal drop back. He like he knew where everybody was at, just flicked the wrist, hit him in stride for a touchdown. It was like he knew. He recognized that shit at the snap. You know, really like, I know you coming. You know speaking going? speaking of MBS, mm-hmm. I feel like he could have had a season similar to Justin Jefferson if he wouldn't have had so many damn drops. How many damn bombs did this motherfucker drop? How many touchdowns did this man flat out just Drop. In, like, his de- in his defense, both Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams had tro- had problems Jones. with drops early in their career and got and, better. Yeah, uh, like that, and that's why I'm not going to give him like I'm not going to kill him too much. I'm like we, what we've heard. seen Packers star wide receivers have drops like crazy in the beginning of their their careers, but mm-hmm. he could have had a monster year. He dropped so many. So many, but yeah, I think he still led the league in like yards per catch, which, you know. like, just wild. But yeah, go back up. Go back up. <laughs> but that is it. That is all. It is. Um, Camille usually starts off this part, so I'm doing a show on the fly from the top of the dome. Um, make sure that you remember to like and share the show, yes, uh, rate and review us. Um, five stars. Yeah, Drop the socials for the show at the beginning of the, at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate you for fucking with us. That's it. <laughs> That's all. Uh, yeah. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bucksburner. Jesus Christ! I'm, I'm, you figured out the wrong one. I, I was about to do the double underscore. I was like, wait, that ain't mm-hmm. it. No. Um, yeah. So at Bucks Murder on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's all you get. Yeah, dang right. Damn right. Um, everyday underscore gentleman. Hey, don't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should do that in real life. It was like, it's a struggle. Like, when one person is gone, like, everybody, like, there's a there's a natural cadence to it. Like, it's a rhythm. And, like, domino, and just bro. throw everything off. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. Okay, uh, here's 216 on Twitter and stuff. And well, we're gonna get about Camille's. Uh, at Camille on Twitter and 
a bunch of other places. Oh. And it's your boy, T I M K I N Z, the number three, aka Ask Catch Him, aka Mr. Give It To Me. We'll see y'all next week. Hey, Sam. You had a word of the day? Uh, go, Pat, go. Chill out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, 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 break,